Welcome to the latest edition of Reflections from WT. This is episode number 48. I'm Randy Ray, and I'm joined by my co-host and my boss, Dr. Walter Windler. How are you, sir? I'm fine. How are you doing today? Are you glad it's spring? Yeah, I am. The weather's nice. You know, things yeah. are things are good. I, I noticed the trees in my backyard are budding out, which always is a good sign for me. Yeah. I like the I like winter, but I also am. I do too. I like I like the seasons. Yes, I like so things changing. Like yeah, them, actually. So we've been doing this. This is our forty eighth time to do it. So we've been at believe. it for a while. That is hard to believe. Yeah, That's we, four years worth. One yeah. a month. Yeah, we've had some good conversations, and I'm looking forward to our conversation today. We're shifting gears a little bit today. We've got a couple of students here, and I just want to talk to them both about what it's like to be a college student. And I want to focus on what it's like being a college student at WT, and maybe both of you guys work for Dr. Windler, so we'll talk about that a little bit. So my guests today are Abby Coffey. She is a junior economics major from Dalhart, Texas, and Kaysen Lucas is a freshman English major from New Home, Texas. So I bet you know Dr. Lance Keith, don't you? Even though you're not... Do, do you? I do not. No, sir. Yeah, he's from New Home. He, he's originally from New Home. So I, if you don't know him, you'll probably hear about him. From, Lots of Keiths in New Home. I know probably some relatives. But. Yeah. Uh, New Home's a great place to grow up. So, Jason, let's just start with you. Why WT? So when I was trying to choose a college, I was down to WT and Georgia College in Milledgeville, Georgia. One is obviously wow, close to it. home. New yeah. Home is not One's too far not from WT. At all. Yeah. yeah, Georgia's not close to home at all. I and mean, then went back and forth between the two. They're similar in size, similar in cost, and it was a similar decision, but I, I opted for the one close to home. It's about an hour and a half from, from home, so able to go home and see family and still be close and in the same area, but also able to kind of get away. And So you've, you're a freshman, you've been here one or two semesters? This is my second semester. Yeah. And, and, you tell and wise beyond his years. Is he? Yeah. Well, thank yeah, you. He's very so he spends time with you over in your office. Yeah, he does. What's he do over there? Can well, you get any work out of him? Oh, yeah. I'm getting a little <laughs> bit of work. He helps me write letters. You know, this group of students that we have have written nearly 50,000 letters now. Not, not just this group, but over the past five years. We write to students, try to communicate to students from the high schools in the top 46 counties and, and beyond. And not just high schools, but we even write grade school letters. And these guys do it. You know, they read the newspapers. We subscribe to 40 and a few newspapers, maybe 42, 43. They're on this every day. And they're sharing out congratulatory notes on my behalf. You know, I sign them, but I, you know. And these guys are the ones that are doing it. Yeah, these guys are the ones that are setting them up and getting them all organized. And they have to read the newspapers to do it and the websites now. Yeah. So, it's nice having a job on campus, isn't it? It is. It is. And this is a good one to have, too, just being able to work with Dr. Windler and sort of see what goes on behind the scenes. I received some letters in high school for debate or theater, things like that, from the president's office. And, you know, you think it's, it's from the president's. It's a big deal. And so yeah. when I saw the job posting, I thought, well, how cool to be able to produce those letters that I'd received when I was in high school. I have to tell you something. I forget where I was, but his mom came up and very proudly <laughs> yeah. declared that she was Kaysen's mom. I told the truth. I told her, I said, you know, he's a great, great young man, a hard worker. And I'm thankful that he's able to get experience. I mean, he's writing and he's an English yeah, major yeah. and it all kind of fits together. So I'm, I'm thankful for it. 
Jason, what do you want to do when you graduate? Why English? Why an English major? Well, the plan is law tentatively, but I, I think English, just those reading and writing skills are so crucial for any path of, of study. Any, and I think they're in short amen. supply these days. Amen. Right. So yeah. honing those skills and, and reading things that are not easy to understand, working on that every day is whatever I decide to do, I think will be valuable. Amberly, who also works over in Dr. Wimmer's office, sent me a couple of essays you guys wrote, and I really enjoyed reading them. Jason, I'm just going to ask you a couple of things about the essay that you wrote. And I highlighted some things that I really enjoyed, and I like the way you said it. Of course, going to college, leaving behind the comfort of home. And this thing you wrote about it being a new season. Do you already feel that? Do you still feel like going to college is a new season? I, I've said this a hundred times before. Going to college was a crossroads for me. Going to college, and especially going to WT, was a life-changing time for me. Do you agree with that? I do. It, it's crazy. And I think of it as a new season. One, in comparison to high school, obviously the two are very different. But for me, it was also just reflecting on starting something so new in contrast to that summer after senior year. Yeah. That doesn't get enough attention that summer of, of just prosperity. You know, you think of the summer and it's green and it's pretty and it's exciting. And that summer after is just freedom and it's newness and it's fun. And then the leaves start to change. And with that cold season, it it's a lot different coming to college. There's yeah, there can be some is. isolation, some just a lot, a whole lot of new things all at once. Yeah, some people adjust to that better than others. I like how you said that in this new season, friendships begin to adjust. Talk about that. What does that mean? Yeah, well, I mean, there's friendships from high school that you'll have for life, I think, and then there's some that you you think you'll have for life, and then suddenly, you know, they're not yeah. not still going. Some start to grow, some, and things just start to look different. You know, there's friends that you meet in college that over time start to become those lifelong friends. There's some that you thought would be lifelong friends that now aren't, and just all of that change really contributes to that season too. It's it, it's all moving at once. Yeah, I agree with you. I my lifelong friends, and I've said this before too, of the groomsmen that were in my wedding, three of them I went to college with here the other one was my brother-in-law and they made me have him up there but i mean i agree with you we, we make lifelong friends here and i don't know why college is different in that way than high school but it is dr windler did you make lifelong friends when you were in yeah i did school? especially when i went to a and remember i started at a community college near home in in uh, new york but when i transferred to a and m it was a radically new experience for me it was a new season in my life and i was i mean i was 20 mm-hmm I was fairly kind of tough and all that. I just, you know, and I went down there to College Station and I didn't know what I'd gotten myself into. Big culture shock, I bet. It was huge. Well, I was. I came from the North Shore of Long Island, 40 miles out from Manhattan. You get on a train and ride to, you know, ride to Manhattan. I didn't do that very often, but a lot of people in my neighborhoods did. They took the train to New York every day and worked. It was a suburb. So yeah. the North Shore line, line of the Long Island Railroad. I did make lifelong friends. Lately, in the last 10 years or so, I've lost contact with some of them. Yeah. But they were very important to me while I was there because we were all like ships in the night. We were in two floors in the core quad at A&M. We were the only two floors of civilian students. We were all transfer students, and many of us from the Northeast. I don't know how it worked out that way, but I had a good friend uh, from Boston, and we stayed in touch for a number of years. One of my roommates from college has an office two doors down from me now. We lived together, and we got to be friends here at WT, and then later on down the road, I helped him get back here. I think we do make lifelong friends here. I also appreciate some of the things you wrote about in your essay about being able to share your talents. So what, 
How do you share your talents going to school? It's just a land of opportunity. Going to New Home's obviously a really small town. My graduating class was 30, I believe. So going from a place where, you know, there's certainly opportunity, but it's kind of hard to, you have to search for it. To WT, where, you mean, just at New Student, student Orientation, they tell you all these different opportunities, programs, internships. I mean, it's endless. You really can look at that and your career goals and your talents and abilities, and, and it, it's up to you how you want to use them. Absolutely. I, I hope students realize that college is not just about going to class. There's so many other opportunities and experiences you need to experience. Get out of the dorm room, get out of your apartment, and go and meet people and do things. There's opportunities and experiences here you'll never get again. So it's a big part of going to college. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I want to talk to Abby and see what she thinks about WT and what she wants to do when she graduates. We'll be back in 60 seconds. West Texas A&M University is the Panhandle's university. With a commitment to serving the region and the world, WT is proud to put people, programs, and places first. We are a strong community, a herd of buffaloes proud to call West Texas home. Learn more at WTAMU.edu. All right, welcome back to Reflections from WT. This is episode number 48. We're talking to Kaysen and Abby and Dr. Wendler. And Abby, so you are getting pretty close to graduating, right? Yes. Junior, your economics. What do you want to do with that? I'm also planning to go to law school after graduation, and economics seems like it's not the first choice that you think of when you think of law, but there's really a critical thinking aspect to studying economics that you really can't find in some other majors, and I think it'll be really beneficial. So, Kaysen mentioned writing skills, and you mentioned critical thinking. I think that those are two skills that we need to really foster because they're they're needed. And, and it's interesting. I, I mean, I watch these two young people almost every day. Application of skills, which sometimes skills in the, I'll, I'll say in the humanities and the liberal arts are often overlooked, you know, their basics. And of course, economics here is in business, but in some, where I used to be, it was in uh, College of Liberal Arts. It was in what we called COLA. College of Liberal Arts. But there's an application to what you learn in those disciplines that's useful every day. And we sometimes forget that. Kaysen said it before about writing and critical thinking. And that, you know, that's what an attorney does is learn how to think critically and how to analyze a problem and take it apart. It's really important. And I appreciate that about both of these folks. Well, Abby, you didn't mention writing skills, but you have some fantastic writing skills. I want to read just a little bit of your essay. I love this paragraph. You wrote, there is something so beautiful about learning to fail and learning to fail well. It's easy to push yourself in areas where you know you will excel, but it's powerful to push yourself in areas in which you fear you will fall short. I think that that's so relevant today because I think so many people in your age group, your generation, are scared to death of failure. And I think this is, this is so beautiful to me because I think failure is one way of learning. And I think we all have to fail in order to know not to fail again. So I love that line, and I appreciate you writing that. Do you see yourself writing a lot as, a, as an attorney, maybe? 
I think so. I grew up just absolutely loving writing, and it's not my major, but it's something that was always a hobby for me. I competed in writing competitions and did things like that, and I think it's important for any area of study to be able to communicate in a written way as well as verbally, so I do see myself writing a lot. Tell me an example of your failure, something that taught you something. I think something that really taught me the valuable lesson of learning to fail was really just the college experience as a whole. When I got here, I've always been an overachiever that likes to do things the correct way every time, and I always tried to do things that I knew I was good at. But coming to college, it's a completely different world, and learning to be good at being independent and these other skills that you learn in college was definitely a trial and error process for me in learning where I fit and what I need to be doing. And I think that was my best example. It really put me in the spot that I wanted to be in. Dr. Windler, people look at you and they see success and they see your job and your title and all of your education. Has there been any failure in in that? Oh my gosh. We don't have enough time. <laughs> this podcast <laughs> will be a day long. Yeah. Most of what I do is fail. And I, I think actually it's we learn most from our failures, our missteps, all that sort of stuff. I'm fearful of people that are afraid of failure. I am too. I, I am they too. actually make me fearful. I, I think it's a dangerous place to be. You have to be willing to put stuff on the table and see what happens. And I don't mean in the cavalier fashion, but I mean you need to be able to think through something put your best foot forward and see what happens after that. And I, I, I think you do learn an awful lot. And I'm not saying people should go try to fail it. Yeah. But if you're not, if you're not failing, it means you're not doing much. Or you're not, you're not trying hard enough, not yeah. trying hard enough to do new things. And I think we constantly need to challenge ourselves. And if they're, if we're so risk averse, you know, my attitude is uh, in some ways celebrate failure. That's why my life is one long party. You're just celebrating all the time for making mistakes, not doing things the way you should. And I know people that never make a mistake, ever. Really? Oh, sure. And they don't do anything. <laughs> but I see them around the campus. And they never make mistakes. They never make a mistake. They never do anything to make a mistake. Well, I'm not one of those. No, you're, that, you're right. As a matter of fact, if you'd like, I can uh, give you some examples. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what Abby says? Abby says, be resilient in the face of adversity instead of running from failure. You should maybe you should be a poet instead. You think yeah. <laughs> that would be yeah. interesting? I think that's so true that we, I think too many people run from failure. I think we need to embrace failure. All right, enough about failure. I'm going to ask Abby, what's your favorite thing about West Texas A&M University? My favorite thing about WT is really just the opportunity that exists here, and I think a lot of people can look at a school in a regional area and they think that it's small, it's close to home, and they don't think they would find it. But I've really found just the most amazing groups of people. I'm a Rogers Lead Scholar, and that's been something that's opened so many doors. And really just the opportunity to get involved in whatever you want to be involved in, it exists here, and you can make that what you want it to be. Jason, same thing. What's your favorite thing about going to school here? For me, it's just the community. Just knowing that they're, if I'm having a hard day, there's a professor that I can text on their phone. And they may not like it so much, but you know, just having that access to people is so valuable coming from such a small town when you get to college you need people you can rely on the community keeps us here too right community sees us to the end dr Wendell, i'm gonna put you on the spot chancellor john sharp were to ask you tell him in one sentence what's the favorite thing about your job what would you say that's a good question uh it's the opportunity to in a sense represent 
the university to the extended community. I enjoy the sort of relationship side of the university. Some university folks like to get in a lab somewhere and uh, work mm -hmm. on a project or get in a studio somewhere and write or in any number of settings. I actually enjoy relating to the communities. You know, one of the things that was so valuable for me early on was going out to all the high schools. I can't remember, Casey, you weren't at New Home when I went while you I wasn't. I think you only visited with the senior class that were Right, that were probably did. And did I see you're heading out again, though, somewhere? Did I see that? Not that I know. Uh, okay, well, <laughs> surprise. We'll check with Amber. <laughs> right right again. That I didn't yeah. get or something. But anyway, that's been a just a vital experience for me. You know, some people say, that's the best thing you ever did since you got here. And it may well be. I'll go one more than that. It's the best thing I've ever done as a professional. And I've never done it before. I did a little bit of it in, in uh, Southern Illinois, but not like this, not systematically. I know an oil and gas lease guy. You know, these are guys that write leases for oil and gas. A lawyer, stuff an over. attorney, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He happens to be an accountant, but he works with an attorney. When I started doing these tours and I was going to all these small communities, he said, you know, I've been doing this for 30 years. And he said, you've been in communities that I've never been to. He said, I've been doing this in the panhandle for 30 years. And then I watched this Ken Burns movie the other night. Again, it took two nights on the Dust Bowl. You've probably seen it before. If you haven't, I'd recommend you look at it. Dalhart was the epicenter of, in some ways, and Amarillo was the largest city that was considered part of the Dust Bowl. Yeah. I was talking to someone this weekend about a book called The Worst Hard Times. You guys ever heard of that book? No. And it's based on Dalhart, too. Yeah. I think, I think Dalhart was the epicenter of the Dust Bowl. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. And, you know, Woody Guthrie sang about it. I mean, it's just, Abby said uh, resilience, this kind of toughness in the people, but there's also a kind of a tenderness. It's an odd mix of characteristics that make this place, to me, so unique. remarkable and unique. And, and by, it's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. I say this all the time. It's the best place I ever lived. You asked me for one sentence, one and I was just shocked. <laughs> yeah, we got a little bit more than a yeah, sentence, yeah, but that's okay. Little, we'll take it. A little bit uh, of a yeah. thesis there, but anyway. I always throw our guest a curveball. This one's not as goofy as some of the ones I've thrown before. We've talked a lot about writing today. Do you have a favorite writer? I do. Mine is Harper Lee. To Kill a Mockingbird was one yeah. of the first books that I really just knew. I want to pursue this in college. Did you like her second book that they released. I what did. Was to Set a Watchman. Go Set a Watchman. Yeah, yeah it, it might actually be my favorite book now that I've, I've read it as a follow-up. It's passionate and incisive without being fussy or yeah. complaining. It, it's just, it's poignant. And I have a Harper Lee story. One of my fellow colleagues that used to work here is from Alabama, and he was working, the local PBS station was doing their fundraiser, and he answered the phone, and he started talking to the person that was giving some money, and it was Harper Lee. Wow. On the phone. Yeah, donating some money to the local PBS station. I thought that was Why is cool. it that the South produces, it seems to me, so many good writers? That's a good question. I mean, there's just a, there's a lot of good ones down there. Abby, do you have a favorite writer? And are they from the South? I would have to say mine is also Harper Lee. To Kill a Mockingbird was the first book that I really, really enjoyed and I think sparked my interest for really writing and reading. Have you read Go Set a Watchman? I started it on a vacation, but I have not finished yeah. it yet. But I'm liking it so far. Yeah. Dr. Wendler, what about you? Is there one particular writer that you read a lot of? No, and I read all the time. And a lot of times I'll say it's, I like David McCullough because I like the writing of history. I just enjoy him. I like the Brooklyn Bridge so much. Mm -hmm. The history of the Brooklyn Bridge. I just loved it. Yeah, because you're an He's, architect and yeah, building that. Yeah, yeah but, but, you know, I really liked him. I also like Anne Rand, which, yeah. you know, some, some people, she's a little bit hard for some people because she's such a... 
Yeah. He's, she's interesting. So we just got back from spring break. My wife and I went to Mark Twain's house in Connecticut. And I, I wouldn't say that Mark Twain is my very favorite writer, but he's one of them. And I think when you look at the quintessential American writer, everyone thinks about Mark Twain. And we got to go and see where he wrote Huckleberry Finn, Tom Sawyer, and all those great books. And it's a little tiny four-by-four desk stuck over in the corner. The house is really nice, but he chose a place where he could just be by himself and write. So I love seeing that because I've Twain has been one of my favorites for a long time. Thank you both for joining us today. Thank you so much. It's always a treat to get to talk to students uh, and some that I don't get to be around a lot. And so, uh, again, I appreciate you, uh, your essays, and I appreciate you guys being Buffaloes. Thanks for being here. And thank you for joining us on Reflections from WT, our 48th episode. Until next time. Until next time.